We are all faced on a daily basis, and this, by the way, is stuff that everybody here knows. They know it here. But what I'm hoping will happen this morning is that you will get it from here to here, to your heart, and that it will determine how you live your life. Choices, the choices we make, happen now. The consequences of our choices happen later. Can we say it again? Choices, the choices we, we make happen now, and the consequences happen later. Choices are now, outcomes are later. Here's why we so often make wrong choices. Because the outcome is later. The Bible is clear that those who make right choices are people who understand what's going to happen later. We call this wisdom. And the fact of the matter is, and we'll, we'll talk about this more in just a few moments, the fact of the matter is, is that so often we, we make wrong choices. So the decisions that you make today uh, oftentimes you will not experience the effects of them till somewhere down the road. Who of us here today hasn't made a wrong choice? Who of us here today hasn't made a wrong decision? Some of us here today are, uh, I mean, even as I'm saying these words, something has popped into your mind, and, and you know what I'm talking about, and you're saying, yeah, that's for sure, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. This morning what I want to do is I want us, I want us to look at this road that Jesus has called us to, this road that leads to life. Now, understand something. With God, there is no time. Do you understand that, that concept? In other words, time is, uh, the minute you put it this way, God is eternal. And what's happening right now is part of eternity. The thing with us is that we have not yet tasted what eternity is like. We only know what is temporal. We only know what is happening now. Understand this today, that your decisions, your choices are happening in light of eternity. So in other words, what's happening here, what's happening now in your life will have eternal consequences. The children of Israel, if you know the story, if you've seen the Ten Commandments, you know that they are in bondage and slavery in Egypt. And uh, these people are God's people. They're his chosen people. They're the children of Israel. They are the descendants of Abraham. Abraham, whom, through whom God made his promises to bless them and to, and to bless the nations through them. They're in bondage and slavery in Israel. And they are crying out to God for help. And finally, God hears their prayer. And in the fullness of time, he sends along someone to deliver the children of Israel. And that person's name is Moses, right? Moses comes along, you know, the, the story of the ten plagues. He gets them out of Egypt and brings them to a place called Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai is the place where God gave his people the Ten Commandments. And it was while they were there, at the, camping at the foot of Mount Sinai, while they were uh, digesting and studying and learning the laws of God, that God made them this promise. And it's found in Leviticus 26, 3-12. And if you could just uh, put, put that scripture up, Scotty. 
And what I've done, it, it's, it's a rather long passage, Leviticus 26, 3 to 12. I invite you to read that a little bit later on. But I would like us especially to look at the highlights of that passage because in this passage, we discover God's promises to all who follow God, all who take the right road, who make right choices, who make right decisions. And here, if you'll read it with me, I'd appreciate that. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, you will eat your fill and live securely. Okay, stop for a moment. Is everybody good on this so far? Everybody happy with, the, with this promise? Eat your fill, live securely. Who doesn't want that? This, is, this by the way, can I just remind everybody of this? This is, in fact, the American dream. This is what America, uh, this is what America promises to all its people and to all who would immigrate to that country. Let's read on. You will eat your fill and live securely. I will give you peace, and you will be able to sleep with no cause for fear. And everyone said, yeah, that sounds good. And I will look favorably upon you. I will live among you, and I will not despise you. I will walk among you. I will be your God, and you will be my people. God gives this promise to all who do what he says to all who will follow him and his decrees, and all those who are careful to obey everything that he commands. Now, of course, if you read through the New Testament, or the Old Testament story, you see when Israel really got it right and when they really got it wrong. And man, when they got it wrong, they really got it wrong. The question to you this morning is this. Are you getting it right or are you getting it wrong? Are you on track or are you off track? Is life messed up for you? Is life not what you were hoping it would be? You probably can look back at some of the really, really stupid decisions that you've made. Some of the wrong choices that you've made that are affecting you now. Things that you did maybe 10, 5, 15 years ago. Things that maybe you did just a month ago or two months ago. And it's having an effect on you right here and right now. Wrong choices about, about how to spend your money. Maybe wrong choices regarding your health. Someone once, you know, I remember my father-in-law, he just started out in the ministry. He's got all these one-liners. He's the master of one-liners. And we, we were eating a, a strawberry sundae. And he goes, hey, Alan, you know, uh, a moment on the lips, it's a lifetime on your hips. We all make decisions, so we all make choices today that affect us down the line. The question is this, is what kind of choices are you making? What kind of decisions are you making today? Where are you going? What will be the outcome? Well, I'm going to talk to you this morning about the principles of the road, and the very first thing you need to understand is that the road that you're on will determine your destination. Can I say it again? The road that you're on right now will determine your destination. If I want to go to to Grand Forks, getting onto Highway 6 is not going to get me there. Everybody understands that. That's going to take me over to the Grindy's house or to Thompson. It's going to take me up north. If I want to go... If I want to go to the States, if I want to go down to Grand Forks or Fargo or Florida, Everybody said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the highway number one is not going to get me there. 
Highway number one is our best highway. It's our longest highway. It's the, uh, it's the, the federal highway. As good and as wonderful as that highway is, four lanes as wide as it is, and with a speed limit of 110 in most provinces, that's to Kevin, uh, 110 in most provinces, it makes it a wonderful highway. But guess what? As wonderful as that highway is, it ain't going to get you to Florida. The road that you're on and the direction that you're going will determine your destination. So I want to ask you the question this morning, where are you going to end up based on the road that you're on right now? And what direction are you heading in? So here, because here's the thing, your good intentions are not going to get you to your destination. Guess what else? Your talent and skill are not going to get you to your destination. Your intelligence, your IQ will not get you to your destination. Your upbringing, the advantages that you may have had, guess what? Listen, look, look at this. Even prayer is not going to get you to your destination. Your dreams, your visions, your goals are not going to get you to your destination unless you're on the right road heading in the right direction. Now let the Spirit of God speak to your heart this morning because here's the, here's the sad fact about so many of us is that we don't really pay any attention. We don't pay heed to the road that we're on. We, we hope and we pray that we'll end up in the right place at the right time and enjoy the benefits that our country promises. us. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you're on the wrong road, going in the wrong direction, you're not going to hit your destination. What you need to do is you need to consider where you're at. And if necessary, you need to make a change in the direction that you're going. Now, I, it's a huge mistake when you're speaking to mix metaphors because it confuses people. But I have no choice this morning, so please don't get confused and stick with me here. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, this is what Paul says to the Galatians. He says this. He says, do not, perceive, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. A man reaps what he sows. So for those of you who maybe are getting confused, we're talking about life as a road, and we're also now talking about life in, terms, in, in farmer's terms. So don't get confused here. It's saying exactly the same thing. Whatever you plant now is what you're going to reap. So here's the thing. If I want, if I want to grow canola, I'm not going to plant barley, right? It just doesn't work. And yet, here's, here's the thing. We all understand that. We're all intelligent enough to figure that out. And yet, so many of us, go ahead and plant the wrong seed and pray fervently for a different crop. It doesn't work that way. And we all know that. You don't have to be a farmer to figure this out. You don't have to be a road builder to figure this out. You understand this. It just makes sense. So why is it then that so many of us make wrong choices? Well, it's... Um, it's the tendency of our heart. This is what the Bible says. In Jeremiah, it says the heart is deceptively, deceptively wicked. Who can understand it? 
we, we will almost always make wrong decisions based on how we feel, on impulse. We'll make wrong decisions based on perceived happiness down the road, and we take the wrong trail, the wrong path, and we get into terrible, terrible trouble. Some of us here today really, if truth be known, we don't really know where we're going. We're just kind of existing from day to day. Reminds me of that husband and wife that were on the road, and the wife was concerned about, about where, we're, where they were going. And she said to her husband, just ask that question, where are we going? He says, I don't know, but we're making good time. Yeah. That's, that's what it is with so many of us. We don't know where we're going, but, man, we're making good time. Things seem to be good. Things seem to be all right. We're enjoying the scenery as we go along. But the fact of the matter is, is the, the day of reckoning is coming. The hour of reckoning is coming where you will arrive at a destination and God forbid that it's the wrong destination. Do you know where you're going? Are you on the right path, the path that leads to life? See, here's the thing. Jesus says this narrow road leads to life. And so many of us want to automatically go and translate it to, to heaven. But that's not what it says. It says life. And, and here's the thing. When Jesus speaks about life, he's speaking about it in eternal terms. So it's not just life to come, but it's life here and now and life to come. It's the whole deal. It's eternal life. And this is, this is exactly what Jesus has come here to this earth to do, to explain to us, to demonstrate to us, to communicate to us the good news of this eternal life that is ours through Christ. If you want to experience and know that life, that abundant life, as Jesus calls it in John chapter 10, then you've got to be on the right trail. You've got to be on the right path. The question again is, are you on that trail? Some of you say, well, pastor, you know, I, I, I keep doing the right thing, but man, I don't seem to be that happy right now. How many know that the trail or the road that you travel on is not always a great road? Everybody know that? There's some parts that are great and some parts that aren't so great. There's some parts that are rather frustrating. One of the things that our family does every year is we go to Banff, as you know. And there are some great patches of driving. There's some places, man, you could read a whole book and never look at the road once and never hit anything. Not that I would do that. At least not now. Um, there are parts that are extremely frustrating. For instance, uh, you have to time it right if you're going to Banff. You've got to time it right so that you don't go through Calgary during rush hour. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That could add a whole hour to your trip. Not every part of the journey is going to be easy. But God calls us to remain steady, to stay on track. In fact, this is what Paul says, and again, we're mixing the metaphor a bit. We're going back to, to the farmer metaphor in Galatians 6.9. It says this, so let's not, be, or let's not get tired of doing what is good, because at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Did you get that? So let's not get tired of, tra I'll, put it, I'll put it in the road terms now, let's not get tired of traveling on this road because at just the right time, we'll arrive at the destination that God has set for us if we don't give up. 
some of us here today, maybe you've, maybe your Christianity is kind of a little bit shaky these days. Maybe you're faltering a little bit. Maybe you're not where you need to be. You're not going the way you need to go because, frankly, you're tired. Frankly, you've been praying and God hasn't answered the prayers that he, that, uh, he promised he'd answer. And, and, and things have, frankly, maybe have fallen apart for you in some ways. In fact, you might feel that God hasn't been hearing your prayers lately. Frankly, you may feel that God doesn't even exist because things aren't going the way you expected it to. Well, Apostle Paul, who truly is one of the greatest Christians who's ever lived, says this. He says, look, don't give up. Carry on in the right direction because you know that in due time, at just the right moment, you're going to reap the harvest a good harvest. You're going to arrive at your destination. So I'm going to tell, tell you this today. If you're feeling like giving up, you're feeling like quitting, you're feeling low, you're feeling down, you're feeling like, oh man, I don't know about this Christianity. Pastor Allen promised so much and yet it's, it's not coming through. There's a time when the seed that you planted, I'm here, I'm mixing the metaphor again, there's time when the seeds need to germinate and they need to grow, and there's stuff happening under the ground that you don't know anything about, but it's happening. Those seeds are taking root, and in due time, at just the right moment, you're going to reap a harvest. Don't panic. Don't give up. Stay on track, but make sure that you stay on track. Make sure you keep doing the right thing. I can tell you there's two huge errors that we make. The first one is this. We, uh, we believe that forgiveness is somehow an, an escape hatch from the outcome of bad decisions. In other words, you know, you're, you're on the wrong trail. Oh, God, I'm so sorry for, for, for taking the wrong trail. I'm so sorry for sowing the, the, the wrong seed. And we think that somehow, some way, that that's going to be an escape hatch from the consequences of our bad decisions. That's not the way it works. This is why you have to get it right the first time. This is why you have to make sure you're sowing right seed now. This is why you've got to make sure you're on the right highway, going in the right direction now. Because if you're not, then you've, you're going to be behind and you have time, you, you'll have to make it up. You'll have to figure out a way to get back on track and get heading in the right direction. So can I just tell you this? Saying, oh, God, I'm so sorry. That's, that's not an escape hatch. That's not going to right your direction. You have to make a, you've got to make a major change in the way that you're functioning. You're traveling on highway number one. You want to go to Florida. You can't say, oh, God, I'm so sorry for going in the wrong direction. And boom, I'm going, I'm, I'm going down Highway 75 or whatever it is. It doesn't work that way. It means you've got some backtracking to do. It means you've got to get a map. It means you've got to figure out which way you're going. It means you've got to get in the right direction. This is how it works. Because the road that you're traveling on determines your destination. That's the first error. The second error is this. Uh, and we all have this habit. We have this habit of circling individual decisions or events in our life and saying, this is just an anomaly. This is not really me. This is not who I am. This is what I, this, I don't normally do this sort of thing. And we seem to think, you know, I'll just circle that and push it out of the way, and that'll make everything okay. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Listen, every decision that you make, every choice that you make is actually a step 
It's an actual step in a certain direction. So you can, you can somehow justify it in your mind and say, well, this is not me. This is not, how I, this is not how I normally function. This is not who I really am. But the fact of the matter is, you can justify whatever you want in your head. The fact of the matter is, is that you're heading in a direction. You're taking steps down a road, down a highway. These steps are not random events. These steps are steps that actually lead somewhere. This is why it is so essential that you make sure that you're heading in the right direction, you're taking right steps, because the road that you're on right now will determine your future. This is why it's so important, especially as parents, that you make sure your kids are taking right steps. And if they're taking wrong steps, stop it now. Get them going in the, right, in the right direction because you know where that road is going that they're on. Young people, if your parents are being a little bit difficult, understand something. They've got wisdom. They've got the wisdom of experience, the wisdom of years, and they have made some bad decisions themselves, and they know the decisions that you're making are going to affect your future. Humble yourself and say, thank you, Mom and Dad, for caring about my future. It's absolutely essential that we understand that the road that we're on determines our destination. Now, here's the thing that we need to understand this morning. Because <laughs> some of you are sitting here thinking, oh, man, Pastor, I don't know how I'm ever going to get this right. This, is, uh, this seems too difficult. Uh, if even the children of Israel couldn't get it right, then how am I supposed to get it right? Well, here's a wonderful thing. God understands our struggle. He understands what we're like. He knows that so often we do get it wrong, that we do make wrong choices. And everybody said, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. We so often do get it wrong. As a young Christian, I would uh, read the story of the children of Israel and, and the Stupid, stupid decisions they make. Anybody ever think that when they're reading through that? God did miracles. He parted the water. He sent the plagues. He fed them manna from heaven. Every day they wake up and there's food to eat and water where there was no water and, and, and miracle after miracle after miracle. And yet these people kept on getting it wrong. They kept on making wrong, wrong choices. In fact, read through the book of Judges and you'll read, you'll read uh, this, you'll see the pattern. One minute they're doing fantastic under great leadership, and then boom, they're in the toilet again. And they're, they're, they're subjugated to, to, the, to, to slavery and to uh, oppression from surrounding nations. And then God raises up another leader, and then they start serving God again. And then boom, they're in the toilet again. And then out, then boom, in the toilet. And it's just this massive roller coaster ride. And you think, are these people stupid? Are these people crazy? Why can't they? Don't they understand that if they make wrong choices, they're going to end up in the toilet? And then, I, and then I grew up, and I realized, yeah, I get it. I understand what's going on, because I know, I don't know my own heart. And I know, I know so well the tendency of the human heart is to get it wrong. Folks, listen to me. This is precisely why God sent his son, Jesus Christ. This is the gospel. This is the good news. God sent Jesus to set an example for us that we should follow in his steps. This is what it says in 1 Peter 2.21. For God called you to do good. That's what it says here. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, if you do good, for God called you to do good, even if it means, listen to this, even if it means... And here's how so many people get off track. Even if it means suffering. Even if it means 
a little bit of pain, even if it means some discomfort, even if it means being inconvenienced. Peter says, for God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example, and you must follow in his steps. Do you get that this morning? The way that you're going to stay on track, the way, the way that you're going to choose the right road, the, the way that you're going to end up at the destination that you really want to end up at is not by following your own instinct or your own wisdom or your own philosophies or notions or ideas. You have to follow Jesus. And this is why it is so essential that you have a daily time with God, that you pick up your Bible and read it and pray every day. I'm not saying have a full-blown three-hour prayer meeting and, and Bible study every day. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting into the habit of communicating with God on a daily basis and allowing him to communicate with you. You need to follow Jesus, otherwise you are heading for disaster. In fact, some of you today, it's been a long time since you prayed and read your Bible, and you are right now heading in disaster, and you know it. You're making bad decisions as a, as, a, as a businessman. You're making bad decisions as a student. You're making bad decisions as a parent. You're making bad decisions, and it's going to cause a horrible, horrible harvest. And you're going to end up at the wrong destination. You're going to wonder, scratch your head and wonder, how did I ever get here? My friends, listen to me. Nobody ends up the wrong destination. By choosing a right road. It doesn't work that way. You got to the wrong destination because you did things your own way. And Jesus is calling us today to follow him, to do his will, to walk with him, to pray, to read our Bibles. Listen to this. <laughs> when happiness points in one direction, while wisdom and truth and integrity and, and, and common sense point in another, listen to me, that is when really smart people do really stupid things. Did you hear what I said this morning? The moment when really smart people do really stupid things is when they, they choose to follow a path that they perceive to be the path of happiness rather than the path of truth, of integrity, of common sense. I'm not calling anybody stupid today. But I can say this, is it left to our own devices we will almost always make wrong choices. You might get some choices really, really good. You might get, make some decisions that are really, really good, really spot on, sharp, smart. But you'll make other decisions that really put your life on the toilet. God knows that you and I can't make it down this trail alone. We really, really need him to lead us. And he set for us an example that we should follow in his steps. Some of you have heard of Solomon, King Solomon. What do you know about Solomon? Anybody? What do you know about Solomon? Wise man. The wisest man that ever lived. And the second thing, if I asked you, what else do you know about Solomon? You'll say, well, he had some 900 wives. Well, and, and, and concubines. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. In 1 Kings 11, 4-5, listen to this. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after God's, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord, his God, as the heart of David his father had been. He followed Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Moloch, the detestable god of the Ammonites. 
Can I just remind everybody of something? The reason that Solomon gained all these wives and concubines is not just because he's frisky. Why did he do it? Because he wanted to establish a peace between himself, between Israel and the nations surrounding. The way to secure peace was to take wives from these nations around him. And what happened, my friends, is that his wives influenced him away from God. Okay, now, I need you to recognize this. Remember I said that on our own, we will make wrong choices. And that this is why we need Jesus. If we're going to follow God's decrees and be careful to obey his commands, we need to follow Jesus. Listen to this. If Solomon, who is the wisest man who ever lived, didn't have the wisdom to see the trap that he had before him, then you're not either. You're not going to be able to see it either. You will not have the wisdom. Another thing is don't, don't be depending on your parents or your grandparents or the heritage of the, the family that you grew up in. Boy, that's a common mistake. So many kids say, I was, I, born in, I was born in a Christian home. My parents, my grandparents followed God. That's not a guarantee of anything. Solomon had King David as his father. And you know who King David was? The Bible says he was... A, God never said this about anybody else but David. He said, here's a man after my own heart. The greatest king who ever lived was the father of Solomon. And yet Solomon still got it wrong. And don't talk to me about your experience. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 50 years old now. I'm, I'm 60. I'm 70 years old now. I've got some experience, and I'm, I'm going to make right decisions. And I'm, it's pretty foolproof. Uh, wrong. Here's Solomon. It says, as he grew old, that's when he made his greatest, greatest blunders, people. You may be doing well in your 30s and 40s and 50s, but by the time Solomon got old, he blew it. So listen to me. Listen to this. Your wisdom is not enough to keep you on track and, making you, and help you make right decisions. And your heritage is not enough. And your experience is not enough. What you need is Jesus. And you need to follow him. And you need to be careful to listen to his voice and do what he says. Because I can tell you this, that every bad decision that I have ever made is because well, has been due to uh, foolishly following my own impulses, my own wisdom, my own ideas. That's my confession to you today. And I dare say that if I went around and asked everybody else here today, you'd say exactly the same thing. You need to follow Jesus. You need to have a relationship with him, and you should not start the day without it, because, my friends, listen to me, every day is a potential for getting you into big trouble if you're not walking closely and carefully with Jesus. Let me just uh, close with this. Because some of you are sitting here today and you're saying, Pastor, you, uh, you've just shown me what a wretched state I'm in. And uh, I, couldn't, I can't end there. I've got to tell you what you can do to change your course so that you can get back on track and so life can be wonderful and you can get heading in the right direction again. The very first thing that you need to admit is that you're wrong. You say, this is where I'm wrong. This is where I messed up. This wonderful thing about AA is that the very beginning of this program is, is, is a simple declaration. My name is Alan, and I'm an alcoholic. I'm not really, but you get my point. 
I could say this, my name is Alan, I'm a sinner, I mess up, and I need Jesus. That's the beginning, my friends. You've got to admit that you're off track. But I can tell you this, our pride is such a, such a nature that we don't want to admit it we're wrong. We don't want to admit it to anybody else. We want to say, you know what, this is the way I planned it all along. When things are falling apart and your life's a mess and, you've, and your things are not the way they should be, look, just admit it. Just own up to it. Come before God. Confess your sins to him and he's faithful and just to forgive you and, to, and he will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Just do that. Secondly, you need to know this. You need to know yourself. What you need to know about yourself is that your heart cannot be trusted. Can I say that again? Your heart can't be trusted. I can tell you this about my heart. I can't trust my heart. Because my heart, as I told you early, according to Jeremiah, is deceitful above all things. I don't know my heart. Only God knows my heart. And I have to surrender my heart to him. And I've got to make sure that I don't trust it. But I only trust Jesus. That's what you've got to know about your heart. The truth is, is that if you let it, your heart will direct you down a path that leads to the very spot that you don't want to be. How many know what I'm talking about? You know that. You trust your heart, you follow your heart, it's going to get you into trouble big time. The third thing you need to know is that you actually do have to change directions. You do actually have to get off the trail you're on, and you need to get help and make sure you get back on track. Guys, I know it's, it's really hard for you to ask for directions, but we have to do it anyway, right? I don't know where I'm going, but I'm making good time. <laughs> it's time for you to get off that wrong track and get on the right track. And you need to be able to, to, to say, this is the action that I need to take. This is the action I'm taking. I'm getting off of this trail, and I'm getting back onto this trail, the right trail. If you can't... If you can't articulate the transformation or the change that's taking place, then chances are you haven't made a change. The fourth thing I need to tell you is this, is that it will take time. It's not instantaneous. You don't come up here, I know you with oil, and boom, you're on the right track again. It's not quite the way it works. It does take time. You do need to make a U-turn. You do have some confessing that you have to do. Some, you do have to identify where you are and what you've done wrong, what choices you've made wrong. You need to take the time to do that. If you're heading down highway number one on your way to Florida, I can tell you this, by the time you get to Brandon, you, you're, you're now uh, a good four or five hours behind, right? It takes time. In fact, Paul says this. He says, and again, I'll read that verse to you again, Galatians 6, 9. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Because at just the right time, we'll reap the harvest, a harvest of blessing, if we don't give up. And then finally, if you'll stand with me, please. Finally, the fifth thing that you need to do, if you want to get back on track and go in the direction you need to go in, is that you need to stay in, you need to stay in touch with Jesus. And some of you, it's been a while since you've really enjoyed a time alone with God. It's been a while since your heart has connected to the heart of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about just about being religious. I'm talking about a personal experience, a personal relationship with God Almighty, with Jesus Christ. And the good news is this. Jesus has made a promise to us to never leave us and never forsake us. Would you acknowledge the Jesus who's walking with you? And would you say, thank you, Jesus, for never leaving me. Thank you for walking with me. Thank you for helping me get back on track. The road that you're on right now 
will determine your destination. And if you want life, you want abundant life, you want eternal life, then you're going to have to follow Jesus because he's the only one that knows the way. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you right now. Thank you for your, for your word which shows us the way. Your, war, your word warns us that only if you find it. We admit to you freely today that on our own we can't, we can't make it on our own. We can't do it. So we need your help. Father, today would you give us the grace to understand and to recognize that the road that we're on is leading to destruction, if that's where we're headed? Would you give us the grace, Lord, to admit our, our failure, our weakness, so that we could get back on track? We thank you, God, that you want us to have a great life. You want us, Lord, to enjoy the blessings that we read in your word. You want us to eat our fill and live securely. You want us to have peace, and you want us to be able to sleep with no cause for fear. You, you want us to enjoy that favorable relationship with you where you live amongst us, and we don't feel the guilt and the shame of our sin. God, you want us to enjoy a relationship with you where you walk among us. Father, give us the grace now, we pray to walk that road you've called us to walk. In Jesus' name. And everyone said it? Amen. Amen. Would you tell that person beside you, the road you are on is going to determine your destination. Go ahead, tell them that.